0: Tim and Tom
1: at five days off of work over the Christmas holiday. And I spent all of them remodeling the kitchen. Merry Christmas. Yuck. Merry Christmas, right? This was not planned beforehand either. This was a spur of the moment decision of my wife, whom I love dearly. Uh, but I was a little, uh, upset about afterwards. She, well, so, all right, so we've got, you know, we've got a lot of improvements to make on the ranch out here. And, She's looking at the kitchen, and we've got, you know, we got a new fridge when we moved in. We bought a new dishwasher, and so those are stainless steel, but the stove and the microwave are white. It's old Formica countertops. You know what I mean? Everything's just old, outdated, piecemealed, and it was just kind of eating at her for a while, you know, and she goes, we could just go get those appliances, resurface the countertops, and paint the cabinets real quick, right? And then tile the back, the back, right? It's all, and it sounds easy, right? Well, Tom, I don't know if you've ever worked on home improvement projects or just any projects. It's never as easy as you're like, Oh yeah, we're just going to be able to just, you know, do X, Y, and Z, right? You forget about X sub Y X sub Z, You know what I mean? Like you just forget all these things and then the supplies you need and then the space you need and then, you know, the time requisite. And so right now we're sitting there without a sink in our kitchen. Our countertops are in mid resurfacing because the remodel, we've got to run to home Depot, which is another thing. When you get into these projects, you've got to make eight or nine of these, uh, Home store runs, right? You need Mm -hmm. all kinds of crap. So we're there, uh, but we're there looking at sinks, right? We're going to replace the sink. So we're on the back wall of this Home Depot or maybe it was Lowe's. I can't remember which one it was, but so we're staring at the sinks kind of up at the wall. Well, some guy comes walking by us, right? And he's got a whole bunch of stuff in his hands and he like looks Mm -hmm. right at us and then hits the back door that they have there and the alarms start going off. He hops in a getaway car and they speed off. And I'm standing there going, huh? And I look at my wife, and I was like, did somebody just steal some sh-? Like, I I was like, holy. And then a police come walking by, and I'm just standing there, mouth agape. And they go, hi. I'm like, hey. And they, like, look out, out the door. They, like, shut it, turn the alarm off, and just walk off shaking their head. And I was like, huh. Man, no, it was that oh, yeah. easy, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that was yeah. fun. We got to witness a robbery. Isn't that fun? That's awesome, right? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy right. New Year. Yeah.
2: 2017, baby! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I've yeah. actually seen that before uh, when I worked at uh, Kohl's. I was 17 years old, and I was thinking I was going to be in loss prevention, right? Because I want to capture these bad guys. Mm-hmm. And this one guy had one of those tote bags that we have. It was like one of our tote bags.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And he's filling it up to the point where it's dragging the floor. And I was like something's up right uh-huh. and so he started to walk towards the front door and i was like all right i'm gonna say something and i start walking towards him and he like freezes and you hear Arr! and he runs and he throws the bag the back door is open someone as soon as the bag gets in they shut the door he jumps in the passenger seat and they take off and i was like got us they God. got it. And then loss prevention came right behind me and they're like Arr!
1: Yeah.
0: So, <laughs>
2: but at a Home Depot or Lowe's or something, that would be really hard to steal because of you know. There the has to be of...
1: cameras all over that back doors, right? I mean
2: Well, and just be. the type of merchandise you have to take. It's not like a shirt where you can crumble it up and, you know. Oh, yeah. oh no, this light. guy just had a
1: bunch of stuff in his hands, right? So we kinda like stepped out of the way, you know, like you walk past right, us. Right, that's what I'm saying, yeah. And then just hit the door, like just, you know, they have those fire exit, you know, doors and just, and I didn't think about it for a second because I thought it was like an employee, you know, and then like, I, like I look and the is closing and then he's hopping in and, and just take on somebody. Stands. Well, he took advantage of the shock of the situation
2: because yeah, everyone's right. like, no way. And they're like, "Yahweh, watch this. Bye bye. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, we've said it a million times. You can go many places. And be uh, and do many things by simply acting like you belong there, and acting Oops. like you can't be bothered, right? Because you're on your way to whatever you, you know what I mean? Like if you are yep. confident and like you know where you're going, and uh, you know people will part out of your way. I mean, just like you do did, I'm like I did. Right. Yes, I I moved out of the way. Here, sir, can I hold the door for you? I mean. <laughs> Uh, That was the majority of our Christmas, although the Christmas itself was fun. Uh, Christmas Eve, the family, uh, just the nuclear family and I, we all went out driving around looking at Christmas lights. We haven't done that in a couple of years. Uh, That's always fun. you have any fond memories of that
2: growing up? No, yeah, of course. Uh, There was a one house uh, by my mom's as a child um well i say child as a teenager their house was insane it like was could be seen from space i'm pretty sure yeah that's definitely one but yeah. what'd you get i don't yeah, I, yeah. Uh, what'd you get that's the best thing about christmas is the <laughs> gifts what'd you get? oh yeah
1: oh i got some uh fun stuff you, you know me man i got paraphernalia i got some chiefs paraphernalia this year it's typically always i get k-state stuff right i get the dad gifts i get the typical right hey dad here's a it's K State shirt, right? You know that kind of stuff. But this year they kind of they threw me a curveball and got me some Chiefs stuff. And I think I remember mentioning before I was like, "Man, I got a lot of K State stuff. I ain't got any Chiefs gear?" So I think maybe they uh, they remembered that and got me a whole bunch of stuff. I got like uh, right here. I'm using this right here. It's one of these uh, metal aluminum water bottles or whatever it is with the screw top lid. Oh, you can a see getty it there, Tom. Thing? Yeah, well, yeah, and it's um, yeah, something like that. I don't know what the brand is, to be honest with you, but. Cool, but- uh,
2: yeah, but, you know, if, right. you, if you hand someone yeah. tissues, But this Kleenex. almost looks okay. like
1: if you got a... Uh, you ever get them, like, plastic... Or you ever get them steel bottles of, like, Bud Light? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or not steel, but the aluminum bottles, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this is shaped like, like. So it's nice. I like it. I was using it all day today, uh, uh, making sure I maintain my water intake. And then, you know, just some various other stuff like that. The kids, some uh, they got some new devices and things like that. Like, is trading up, getting some iPhone... A uh, new iPhone. A 10? No, she's not getting the new new iPhone now. Um, well, she might have been able to get a better one had she waited a little bit and not uh, been so hasty with her money because after she ordered one online, in comes a $100 gift from uh, a grandparent. And I was like, see, you could have got. you know." I and mean? she goes, well, if I would have known it was good. And I was like, well, yeah, but I was telling you. You know what I mean? I was trying to be a dad. I was like, hey, man, wait, wait a second. Don't get. I know it's burning a hole in your pocket. I know it. I know it, man. When you get that money as a kid. Oh, you get that when it's just money, when they're like, here, here's X amount of money to buy whatever you want. And you're just like, oh, oh, oh man, I got to spin it. And you're like, well, wait, man, you might get a little more. You can get this big thing. You're like, no, I need this gum. I need this toy. I need this. Right. You're like, let's go to the store right now. Yeah. What are you talking about as a kid? Yeah. Well, yeah. Even now, true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. I get that money now. Yeah. If I got, yeah. If you gave me like two hundred bucks, you're like, "Merry Christmas, Tim." Which you know, I don't recall getting a gift from you. Says, uh, <clears throat> "It says Merry Christmas, Tim." From Tom, two hundred bucks. I mean, I'm, I might hit Walmart on the way back from your house.
2: Walmart cool. or whatever. Come on. Whatever. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Well, hey, man, I might go to Walmart pick up a PlayStation game or something. Uh, you know, I mean, you can get a, a lot of good, uh, fun, uh, creature comforts at a Walmart if you got two hundred bucks. You money.
2: I would want you to support a local place.
1: Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying there. Okay. So maybe I like, uh, maybe I spend a bunch of money uh, going to Donutology one morning. Yeah, uh, you, go to the,
2: you can get clothing at, at the bunker. You can get your mm-hmm. breakfast at Donutology. Mm-hmm. You can get your food from Jasper. Then you can get, get a, a roastery coffee. From
1: get a roastery get coffee.
2: Roastery coffee. Wait a minute, though. I want to ask you, really. Well, what'd you get your, what'd you get your kids? So you got your kids' devices, right? Mm mm-hmm, Mm hmm what'd you yeah, get your wife
1: and then random other stuff I, uh,
2: I, want, I want to tell you what i got emily but i want wanted to know what you got her first
1: mm-hmm. uh got her a bunch of dog stuff that she's been wanting. you know like uh my wife loves the dogs we've discussed this right i have dogs so and uh she's been complaining about needing some new just stuff around the uh um the house right like just some t-shirts mm-hmm. clothes everything so i got her a couple hoodies like that from uh, Great Plains SPCA, a great organization, went in there into their gift shop, and bought her a bunch of just fun stuff like that. I've got her um, something that I won't say yet because Ooh. it is still to be delivered. They haven't. This was something to order online. The order is made. You know what I mean? Um, she's not aware of what it is. Although when it comes, I mean, I may. I mean, I'm scoring all kinds of brownie points. So maybe we'll share that next time. Oh, Tim right. and Tom. cool. Because it's yeah, it's kind of delayed in the manufacturing at the moment, so yeah. Oh, uh huh. Yeah.
2: That's called a teaser in the radio uh, yes. world. Uh-
0: Tim and Tom.
2: Christmas Eve, me and Emily do our gifts, right? She got me a double edge razor shaving kit that gets you a smooth. I always hate saying as smooth as a baby's butt because that's weird that you feel feeling a baby's butt, but I don't know another term. So, it's as smooth as silk. How about that? Smooth as silk. Gotcha. Gets you smooth silk. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, she stepped up my razor game, and woo, I used it once, and it is This amazing. is the uh,
1: straight, at, like the straight uh, safety rate. Yeah, I rocked yeah. that for a couple times, man, but more, oh, man, you got to be real delicate with that. I know. Be real, calm, I know. real calm, real calm, mm-hmm. and real steady, man. Just like, you know what? Just let like gravity do a little work, and just, you know, just... Yeah, and trust Easy
2: peasy. me, uh, it's worth it. If you, oh, have, yeah. if For any guys out there listening that are on the, the fence about whether to do this or not, I've done it twice now, and both times, amazing. Yeah, Tim is correct. You have to, like, this isn't one of those things where you can check Facebook or listen to music and be, like, singing the song and shaving at the same time. This is a pay attention. You have a brush. You put the brush and soap on your face. Mm-hmm. Then the next step is you take this razor and you slowly yeah well
1: gravity you also need to be very conscious of where your hair changes direction on your you know on like your neck or face like if you have you don't want to be going against the grain with this thing too much you know what i mean like you really got to be careful and slow but it will provide you the closest absolute shape now it does have the potential for screwing your face up real quick if you're not you're not right. paying attention, like you said. Yeah,
2: good gift. Yeah, so I, like that. I always, I always, personal note. I like to shave the night before, mm-hmm. you know, an interview or a big job day at the job or you know, company coming over, whatever like that. So I take the time to do it. So I, this isn't going to be a huge ordeal, you know, finding out the the, the grooves of my face, as they say. Eh, that'll take some time. You know, we'll have some nicks and stuff here and there, but that's worth it for the silky smooth shave that I get. Also, she got me a new Fitbit as I'm wearing it right now. It tells you the steps, tells you the heart rate, tells you uh, how many miles, the uh, calories, all that fun stuff. So I got a new one of those, and uh, it comes with all these different um, bands. So I got a black one, but then there's also brown and all that. She also got me new batteries for my watches that i have so like some my nice nixon watch and my fossil i got
1: new batteries because oh, they went great. out yeah so, i need some of those that's great
2: yeah got yeah. that and then i got her so i like gag gifts tongue-in-cheek gag gifts not like ruin your life gag gifts those i think are out of bounds this was just tongue-in-cheek so what i did is well first off i got her a real gift i'll tell you the real gift first okay. i got her uh some tom's slippers and she yeah. loves these slippers they're they have insoles they're comfortable it was a home run loved it so that was gift one hit a home run with that gift two i was nervous about and i was just on edge like oh she's gonna hate this think i'm stupid and this didn't cause an argument but it didn't it was a home run and this is what it was so emily is afraid of sharks Hates them, deathly afraid, cannot stand them. So, okay. as the great boyfriend that I am, I got her a mug. This mug has people swimming in an ocean okay. and they're all enjoying their swim. And then, as the coffee mug heats up or cools down, sharks, sharks appear yes. and eats the people.
1: <laughs> You're the best. Yes. Isn't that the best? That's you the are the best. best. Yeah, yeah. That's I like the best. that.
2: Oh, God. It was great. So we did our Christmas. That's what we did. And it was fantastic. then Christmas Day, as is tradition, we met up with my mom's side of the family at IHOP, had our traditional IHOP breakfast, which was fantastic. Then we saw a great movie for all ages and a fantastic story, which was a book then made into a movie. Called Ferdinand. If you're a pro wrestling fan, it features John Cena. Also, if you're a football fan, it features Peyton Manning, which uh, threw me for a curveball. He's also in that. Um, has Kate McKinnon as a goat. Uh, it is a very, very heartfelt, great story. I got a little choked up. Full disclosure, and I'm man enough to admit it. It was very good. Go see it with the family. Go see it with the girlfriend. Go see it with the boyfriend. Go see it with both of them. Yeah, it's a great, great movie. So we did that. Then I went to my dad's. Uh, We had smoked turkey. um, Exchanged gifts there. Oh, my mom got me uh, a presidential coffee mug with all the old presidential uh, phrases, give them hell, Harry, I like Ike, let's make America great again, which is Ronald Reagan's in 1980. If you didn't know that, fun fact. That makes sense. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, all of that fun stuff, and it was great. I was reading them as I was drinking my coffee. Also got some couple a couple polos, some fun socks. Then when we went over to my dad's, as I said, had some smoked turkey, all the types of desserts and sides that you could ask for. Got a nice Columbia sports coat, which is super warm, so I can replace my Glory hoodie that I always wear everywhere, which I love Glory, but you know some some events cause or uh, or occasion is for a different type of uh, outerwear. So that was great. And then that night, we went over to her parents' house. Didn't do Christmas because her brother's not in town. So we're doing that actually on New Year's Eve night. So that's what my New Year's plans are, uh, New Year's Eve plans are. Nice. We went over there, made a 1,000 gingerbread cookies, it felt like, made some uh, chicken cordon bleu, uh, all the fun stuff. And so uh, that was Christmas. It was really fun. But Kay. I was going to go back. Uh, I became a co-parent. To Josephine, the Wonder Dog.
1: Yeah, this is fun.
2: Yeah, so going back to the Christmas day, after dinner, I was I grabbed Emily's plate. I grabbed my plate, walked to the kitchen, put the dishes up, and the entire family wa- is walking towards me. So it's – let me paint the picture for you. So it's her parents, her, her mother and father, her brother, her brother's wife, and Emily all walking towards me. Okay. You're like, uh-oh. And, well, and, and the brother – her younger brother is leading the pack
1: with did Emily you, right behind Did her. you go, guys, I can explain everything.
2: No. Well, this is honestly <laughs> what I thought is I, I ran the day before we were just hanging out on Christmas Eve training for that marathon, you know, that half yeah. marathon in October. Yeah. And, well, they have a treadmill, and so I ran on it. And my first thought was, oh, my God, I broke their treadmill. Like right. I've broken this treadmill. And it's not like – the top of the line, like Peloton or whatever, but it's not cheap. It's, it's a good one. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, you know, it's a good one. And so they're all walking towards me and I'm like, how did I break this? I did. It was working perfectly fine. Like that's legitimately going through my mind. I'm like, nothing was broke when I left it. (laughs) It was fine. And then her brother's like, her brother's like, are you over the age of 18? I'm like, well, yeah." yeah. And he's like, well then I have something for you. And he hands me a manila folder. And I'm like, what the hell is this?" I just get this, some man? peanut up in here? <laughs> well, he's like, You've been served. And he's like, Ah, I've always wanted to do that. So for those who don't know, her, her younger brother is a lawyer. Uh-huh. And so I grab these sheet the, the, this packet of paper out, and I've never been served or lawsuit or anything like that. You know, so I'm like, look at it, I'm like, all right. And then I see Josephine Peanut Butter Sedlick. And I was like, uh-huh. Wait a minute. Okay, what? And so then I reread everything because I'm still in this like I broke something state, you know. And so then I reread everything and it's like you have become or, you know, I hereby give parental rights to the co-parent Thomas McCullough. Yeah, and Emily signed it, and she's like, these are adoption papers for Josephine. And I was like, oh, and I almost started crying. Like, I started getting, like, welts and, like, uh, the frog in your throat. And I was like, this is amazing. This is the best. And then here's the funny thing. So you need a judge's signature, you need a lawyer's signature, and you need a witness. Well, her father's a judge, so he signed (laughs) that part. (laughs) Her brother's a lawyer, so he signed that part. And then his wife was the witness, and she signed that part. So this is all legal documents. I am legally uh, a guardian of Josephine Peanut Butter, the Wonder Dog Sedlick.
1: I think one of I'm my favorite is parts is when they listed out Josephine's assets.
2: Yeah, so yeah. the WWE Championship Belt is one million dollars. Of course, uh, yep. the Kong is five dollars. Yes, her her uh, assortment of uh ratty uh toys was i believe negative three dollars uh,
1: right <laughs> negative three
2: dollars yeah her her kennel her ratty was, ass
1: blanket was 50 cents Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: exactly <laughs> so yeah and, yeah. and he, it's legit so i'm gonna get him a, a, a thank you gift but he legitimately took the time and word for word made, yeah. made this a legal document so that i am a co-owner co-parent of josephine peanut butter suddenly it was awesome it was the greatest way to end the christmas night it was a christmas that i will never forget the other big news friday i got a job
1: oh you did
2: yeah friday i got a job i totally forgot <laughs> i totally forgot about that so
1: you didn't tell me that today I, when i'm sending you possible job what you?
2: well so here's the reason why i forgot okay, right. that was so funny i totally forgot about that literally until right now yeah you were sending me job applications and i've been applying i haven't uh i definitely took it full advantage um so what happened was is i interviewed for a company out in mission kansas which is like 12 minutes away so it yep. cuts down on my driving from west oh, yeah. to blue springs which i was doing
1: yeah. um yeah that's a great that's that's not terrible yeah
2: yeah it's actually uh the building right next to uh the radio station the one that i used to work at with fred Pryor. yeah same yeah. building
1: same building <laughs> Yeah. So you get a stare well. at where yeah. it all begin huh? or where it all yeah, begin. Exactly. Huh?
2: So I interviewed on Friday and uh, it's for a tech not a te- technical support, but not customer service. It's kind of so basically they have a database of they maintain a database for dealerships across the country. And if anything, uh, as far as new members come on, we train them. If there's any issues, they call us. If there's any new features, we go through demos. We do this whole like full like making sure they understand the database, which was very similar to my previous job at Excelligen, where it was real estate database. So very similar, except for this is now a car dealership where the information is going to be different. Anyhow interviewed on Friday, they said 10 to 12 different times. Okay. So Thomas, I know it's the holidays, but I do want to let you know that Monday is going to be Christmas. And so what we're going to do is after this interview, uh you know that's the end of our work day like this is the last thing we have to do and it was at like noon or something like that. And uh because of Christmas and then uh, you know PTO that people are taking, uh, we'll make a decision probably Thursday or Friday. I was like, okay. okay. So we keep doing this interview, keep doing this interview, right? And then again, they just kept saying it. Like, our decision will be Thursday or Friday. I'm like, cool, got it. Anything else do you want to know from me? Anything, you know, and we're doing this doing that whole thing, right? So shake both of their hands. I interviewed with two people, shake both their hands. Hey, Thomas, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be in contact uh, probably later next week. Okay, great. Get in my car, drive in, uh, go to physical therapy, which is out in Blue Springs. Hop on I-70, driving about 10 minutes in my drive. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello, is this Thomas? Yep. Hey, do you want this job? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> but <then> this, <laughs> yeah. But then this is the thing. Their first training class doesn't start till January twenty second.
1: Wow, okay.
2: My thought process, and if they're listening, thank you. But if they my thought process is, I'm going to assume that I am still unemployed. And if I find something course, yeah. that is, you know, to the moon, well, sorry guys, I'm not going with you because right. when we were all kids, no one wrote customer service rep when they're in the fifth grade, you know? So I'm going after my big boy jobs, my, my dream jobs. And so I'm still shooting for the stars and I'm also shooting for better deals, right? Like I'm still yeah. open to whatever. Uh, so yeah, when you sent me those links, I applied for them nice. also because I'm on um, unemployment. So I need to have some type of, cause I can't lie. I'm the worst at lying. I get caught every single time. So I can't lie on anything like that. Cause they'll be like, so how was your job application at, you know, the chiefs? So I'm like, what? oh yeah Yeah.
0: tim and tom
2: so 2017 what's your favorite moment of the year for you personally not like a news story but i mean it can be but personally what's your uh, favorite thing uh of 2017
1: Uh, i think our move out here you know to this uh ranch is the biggest thing you know to me that happened in 2017 that I think when, when I'll think of 2017, that'll be the predominant thing. I think that sticks out. I mean, it t- you know, it took a lot and it's a, you know, we, we knew we were getting into something. It's I mean, nearly well, 40 it's acres here. And, oh, it still is taking a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, it's still yeah. in progress. Just that whole well, thing. This, was like, man, am I going to be able to do this is 40 acres. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot. Right. Well, this be like, if we're
2: in a movie and they always like, do the montage of like painting the walls and fixing the windows and all that. Will 2017 be that year for you where you're like, wow. Oh, 2017. That's when we put in a garage door, whatever it is, you know, new sinks. Is that how you're going to think of it? You think?
1: No, because uh, the last bunch of years have been that man this is our, this is our third home in five years. But this and, is gonna
2: be your last home
1: uh, yeah better be man i can't do this again <laughs> man <laughs> i can't do it again we did move back to back years oh in back to back summers and it was it's a lot man I, it took its toll on me uh i was not the nicest of of person. Oh, person you know
2: what i mean yeah, yeah it was... we were podcasting then oh man yeah
1: yeah yeah you've been podcasting <laughs> i was, podcasting
2: such, a, I was with... such a nice friend that i didn't help either time yeah right yeah because
1: <laughs> you know i don't want to be there and then ruin the relationship when we get in an argument no uh i think that's what will stick out predominantly it's been uh a huge change it's been fun though we've enjoyed it a lot
2: For me, there's two things. So one is going to be personal as far as like a step as far as growing as a human. And the second is something that honestly, for a time being, I didn't think was ever going to happen. And then it finally did. And for me, it was a monumental moment. Both were equally great, but for different reasons. So the first was I moved in with a significant other. I moved in with my girlfriend. And that was a huge step because I've always I've had roommates, but roommates. and living with someone you know a significant other is two different totally totally different things so this was huge this was a big step it took a little bit of getting used to but it has honestly been smooth sailing 100 percent honest it's been great so that's what i'll think of like 2017 i was like man that was the year i kind of got serious with a relationship and we've been doing this podcast for you know or a podcast for almost five years now you know I've gone through some ups and downs and we've all heard that through. through yeah. I took that huge step in my eyes and moved in with the girlfriends. Whoa.
1: I was just talking about this. It was after telling my wife about your adoption papers. Well, <laughs> I was like, that's sweet. She's like, well, that's fun. You know? And she was like, that's pretty big. And I was like, well, he's married. I mean, they're not married, but I consider him married. And I was like, this is coming from the guy who two years ago told me I am never getting married. And she goes, yeah, it just takes finding someone who is good for him and challenges him. And I was like, well, I think he hit that.
2: Well, it, it just takes someone who will let me co-adopt their dog. Yeah. Right. Apparently yeah. that
1: was the, that was what well, you've it took. been you've been demanding it pretty hard. So <laughs> yeah, know.
2: exactly. You know, dang it, if I'm gonna walk this dog, I better have yeah. some ownership. Right. So, but yeah, that was that was huge. That that was a big step. Mm-hmm. And you know, 2018 and and going forward, you know, we'll keep on building on that and all that stuff. Not to dismiss it, but you know what I'm saying. But then the other big moment, and this was huge for me, is the UFC came to the Sprint Center in April, and I had two friends on that card and win. To give you an understanding of how big of a moment that was for me, I graduated college in May of 2009. I still have my – what's the last class you take before you graduate?
1: Oh, Uh, seminar, like senior seminar uh, or capstone course. Right.
2: I can show you all of my work. All of my work, I have a degree in broadcast communication, all of my work dealt with UFC coming to Kansas City. I have been dreaming of this legitimately for 10 years. I had down marketing plans, ticket prices at the time, because it's 2009, fighters who could potentially be on the card. I had seating charts. I had promotional events around it. I have everything thing. I still have it at my mom's house. This was like my biggest thing. I was like, all I want is the UFC to come to Kansas city. And they started traveling probably in like 2010, really hard. And they started going to like smaller markets. They went to Oklahoma city. They went to Omaha. And I was like, this is stupid. Kansas city just to, Oh man, I'll never forget it. Standing in my seat and Bruce buffer walks up and says, Kansas city, Welcome to UFC Fight Night on Fox. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, it was real. Like, I've been to UFCs. I went to Vegas. I've been to different one, Louisville. I've been been to UFC events. It's not like I've never been to a UFC event. But to be in a building, one, that I've worked in, I've I've worked a fight in the Sprint Center. Mm -hmm. Two, that's my hometown. And three, just to have this wave of emotion of, like, oh, my God, this is almost identical to how I would have done the seating chart. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. Obviously, the fighters were different. But here it is. It's actually happening. And then my friend Tim Elliott won fight of the night and had one of the best fights of the year. And then my friend Zach Cummings won by uh, a submission and had one of the coolest submissions you ever seen in, in the world either. And it, it was just incredible. We had a title fight that was, you know, we got – we got what we deserved. It was perfect. The weigh-ins were at power and light. I got to talk to Dana white. It was just, it was the best moment as far as like, wow, this is a dream come true for me. Not to say that moving in with a girl, you know, or a significant other wasn't, oh, sure. but I'm just saying,
1: not. yeah, yeah, this was huge for yep. me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, another thing happened to me in 2017 also was, uh, I was on TV uh, announcing uh, pro wrestling for a couple weeks there. Yeah. That actually, yeah I, it was my first time ever actually setting foot in a wrestling ring actually uh, was doing that. Being a fan for 25 plus years, that was a unique experience. We switched to Tim and Tom from, you know, doing the Spanish announce table slowly. So that'll stick out in 2017. I
2: think 2017 is also a huge transitional year for mm-hmm. the country and for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So we transitioned yeah. from Spanish announce table to Tim and Tom were geared towards more Kansas City based stories and also just public interest stories more so than a niche market of pro wrestling, which we still love. And you're still going to get a Royal rumble episode, WrestleMania, all the fun stuff. But uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a year where we look back, you know, assuming our goals uh, get accomplished where we're going to be like, remember 2017, we switched. We just went, we're going to do this something different. And it was big. And what I was alluding to in the fact of the country is the 45th president of the United States was inaugurated. And man, that was, it's uh, just a headline after a headline from that day forward,
1: wasn't it? Oh, it's it just mind-boggling. And I think everybody knew it was coming, right? But I think everybody was trying to rationalize going, ah, I mean, come on, right? It's not going to be that crazy, right? It was like, he's going to have some decorum, right? They're going to get to him, right? They're going to tell him you can say this, you cannot say that, right? No. Wrong. All of that wrong, dead, dead, wrong. Wronger than you could ever be. You were the wrongliest wrong you've ever been wrong if you thought that. Because this guy went full nutso with it, man. The arguments about the crowd size, the the Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer, what a nut job that guy was.
2: Yeah. So let's get into that. Do you want to take a break and come back, or do you just want to roll right into it?
1: Uh Yeah, let's take a break, huh? Let's do a segment break, right. and we will uh, – yeah, we'll just do that. We will take a break. We're going to come back and talk about 2017 as a year that was as we wind down. It still is the year, but we'll do that when we come back to Tim and Tom. Fun fact, the United States of America
2: has only declared war five times.
0: Tim and Tom.
1: This episode of Tim and Tom is brought to you by Your Business. Tim and Tom's listeners could be hearing about your business right now. They could be hearing your business's address. Or your business's website address. Or even your business's phone number. But they're not hearing that right now, are they? If you want the listeners of Tim and Tom to know more about your business... Contact us at timandtomkc at gmail.com. Tim and Tom.
0: 2017,
2: kind of like what we talked about in the last segment, a year of transition. Obviously, the elephant in the room, as we mentioned before. The new president, Donald J. Trump, mm-hmm. our 45th mm-hmm. president of mm-hmm. these United States of America. These here. Is inaugur-
1: yeah. United States of America. Yeah. And
2: as you mentioned, mm-hmm. right from the get-go mm-hmm. – controversy he oh. says the inauguration was the biggest of all time pictures and common sense would tell you it wasn't and then that's the debate right so from then on we're just in a constant debate oh. of common sense versus well, what we're told that born of
1: that here's a 2017 yeah. legacy born of that was the term alternative facts yeah alternative from facts. that fake, yeah. fake
2: news became a thing yeah where people just Who don't want to answer a question just say, Well, that's fake news. Mm -hmm. Like, sir, I have a question for you. You said in an interview, you know, two years ago, X, Y, and Z, fake news. Well, here's the interview.
1: Yeah, well and see see Yes, that uh that phenomenon of people overusing that as a throwaway Defense that exploded in 2017, but the term fake news was around, especially even before in 2016, leading up to the election itself. But that alternative facts was Kellyanne Conway, I believe, when they were talking about the inauguration, and they said, yeah. you know, well it was this many people in it, and the uh, the Parks Department says, you know, it couldn't have possibly been that. Many. You know, she goes, well, we have some alternative facts, and I uh, just like this. It was really hitting me then, like just, oh, this is where we've passed. I feel like we've passed a point of no return. There's no turning back in the societal just, just everybody just stares at the TV and believe whatever feed is coming to them. Be it whatever side, uh, nobody, everybody just thinks and is picked a side and made a decision and just rolls well
2: because we to a bigger point and i think it really hit home in 2017 but everyone now has a degree from the university of google uh (laughs) that says i can show you that my point of view is exactly correct and that's that's a bigger thing than what happened in 2017 but i definitely think 2017 was the like peak of university of google sir
1: in my years of my patented internet research i have found you know yeah Yeah,
2: I I have found 10 things that support what I already want to believe. So here they are. uh, Six of those people, you know, aren't credible. The other three have a vendetta. And then one of them uh, is a conspiracy theorist or, you know, whatever you're saying. But so the 45th president of the United States happened in 2017.
0: Tim and Tom.
2: Michael Flynn becomes uh, advisor Then gets fired as an advisor, mm-hmm, and sure. that launches the Robert Mueller investigation. Now, there's more things to that. You had Comey get fired. He was the FBI director. That was kind of unheard of for people who don't follow politics. Typically, what happens is an FBI director has a 10-year term. That means they serve under two different presidents. That could either be you know, back-to-back one party or Typically speaking, it switches after eight years. Then they go two years with the other party as far as for a 10-year term. So typically that's how an FBI director is always gone. This, unprecedented, was Trump firing Comey. And then that led to, as I mentioned, the Mueller investigation, which is still ongoing. What do yeah. you think about that? Because now we have this whole and, – and guys, let me just back up folks. I'm trying to use folks. Guys is a thing I'm trying to get away from. This guys could be listening or girls so i'm going to say folks this isn't a just bashing of trump but this is the news stories so i, yeah. I just want to so if we go into the next thing and you're like another trump thing and here we're reading and gathering this information from the top news organizations in the world and it's not just uh, i'm your looking left wing stuff yeah. it's everything
1: I'm looking at a CNN, they've got a sentence or two headline, not even headline, just of here's what happened on this day. Now, CNN, mind you, is left-leaning, so, but, I mean, these are January 27th, President Trump signs an executive order barring citizens of seven Muslim-majority countries from entering the United States for the next 90 days and suspends the admission of all refugees for 120 days, right, uh, which sparked protest uh, across the country the next day. That's not... I mean that's a fact, right? I mean that's that happened, okay? So So let's
2: yeah, let's just get into that. I kind of want to have that disclaimer before anyone turns us off and tunes us out and just say those left-winging wacko, you know, Trump-hating fools. All they talk about is that we're we're just like he said. Just we're stating facts. So, but we're also going to share our opinions. And like I said, the Mueller investigation. What do you think about that? I hate these facts. But these yeah, are I don't facts. like facts. <laughs> but what do you think I, about I would like
1: some alternative facts to these. Now, the Mueller, the investigation, I have feared since the beginning and still fear to this day that at any moment it's all oh, it will mean nothing because there'll just be a, ah, that, nope, never mind, he's gone. Right? Like just, and then, then yes... There's a rumbling, but we've got to start all over again, and I don't think there's anybody with a spine enough in there to go full bipartisan to do an impeachment of the person who would do something like that, i.e. Trump, you know what I mean, to to fire the person investigating himself, which is just mind-boggling to me that somebody has that power, that we allow that, like, we don't have a provision to stop that before that happens is mind-boggling to me, just I fear that that's going to go, but I don't think there's enough spineless people to get enough of majority to, if that were to happen to say, all right, impeach him, he's out of here. And then, so we'll continue on. And the next person that gets put in place has to start all over again, or is just a sheepdog that is just like, no, everything's fine. Mm Yeah. So I've just feared like, ah, every time I see something, I'm like, oh man, it gives me some hope that, you know, I, I don't want, let's, let's reframe that, rephrase that. I don't necessarily want, I'm not rooting for something wrong to have happened and people to go to jail and things like that. But I do want the truth to come out, right? Right. And and I fear the truth is not good. So I would like that to be found out. Right. And and I don't think it has a fair shot.
2: Yeah, I think the thing I'm going to take away from the Mueller investigation is really that four people well-connected to Trump were found guilty or pled guilty to doing wrong things throughout that campaign. So you had Paul Manafort, his former campaign manager. Then you had George – and I might butcher this last name – Papadopoulos, who was uh, a part of the campaign. Then you also had Rick Gates. And then last but not least, in not even the closest sense of the word uh, or phrase, uh, where we all started off with this, Michael Flynn in December pled guilty. So what I'm going to take away from this is what will happen in 2018. Honestly, who knows, but in 2017 for at least the people who are wanting something to happen, they got four, at least one for sure key guilty plea, but three others that were well connected to Trump uh, saying, yeah, I, I, I screwed up, but how can I, fix this. And so, who knows what happens in 2018, obviously they've already started an attack on the FBI and the DOJ which like you said, how you can fire someone from a campaign or fire someone that's investigating you is in, is incredible. I also think if you're in charge of an organization and you're saying it's just so bad, it's bad, it's the worst. It's like, well, you're in charge. Sir or ma'am, what are you doing? And they're like, and so it's just, it's incredible.
0: Tim and Tom.
1: I was scrolling through in anticipation of the show and I thought, man, what did happen in 2017, right? I says to myself, I said, self, what happened in 2017? And I was looking online and I see an article about a, a guy on Twitter was tired of all the negative news from 2017. And so he wanted to post the most positive things that happened this year. So occasionally throughout, as we're discussing things that may not be the funnest topics, we're going to come back. And this is Jacob Atkins on Twitter, at Atkins, A-T-K-I-N-S, underscore Jacob 1. He says, since I'm bored in 2017, was full of negative news stories. I've found some positive stories you probably didn't hear about. Scientists have found a way to successfully rebreed sections of the Great Barrier Reef. Huh? That is fantastic, right? Right? How cool is that? Because so if anybody not understanding that uh, there's been a large scientific concern over the last, I don't know, what even decade or more that I've heard of this, that the Great Barrier Reef was dying out. And a lot of coastal, um, you know, reefs like this were, and they were saying there's a lot of man-made reasons for that, uh, similar to climate change, kind of a thing saying, hey, we're causing this. And it looks like maybe they found, you know, I I won't go into details and the links and stuff like that, but making some scientific progress on our environment. Hit us with another one. Give me one more. One more. Once Amazon's new headquarters is finished, it will include space to shelter 200 homeless people. What does that mean? So Amazon's building a new headquarters. When right. it's finished, they have a space set aside to shelter 200 homeless people. They've built a like homeless shelter. Just 200. Like
2: right. what I'm saying, they're just picking 200 or is this like a house where, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a rotating, like you got to check in every night kind of thing. Or I'm
1: not sure. You may have to uh, look up the story is for your own regards there but i'm assuming it's a occupancy 200 homeless shelter is what i'm assuming well that's you know, great the, hopefully now,
2: it's in kansas city you know we're still well they've got the one on that, that, that they've uh,
1: they've got the one yeah but i don't know if it's the headquarters right but they've built a couple of their big distribution centers here
2: what were we trying to fight for that sly james was saying come build it here and all, i every think other that is the headquarters build-
1: that's the new headquarters yep their headquarters like their major company headquarters right they're where the CEO right. is going to sit every day. Right. And I don't know where so that's... So they're,
2: they're well, trying to pick that, correct? That's yeah. what they're trying to do right now? I think so. I don't think that's been decided. Yeah.
1: yeah, I believe so. Yep. 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 Well, good. Yeah. Hopefully
2: it yeah. does come to Kansas All City. Right.
0: Tim and Tom.
1: This is from April. The Senate confirmed Neil Gorish to the Supreme Court of the United States with a vote of 54 to 45, mostly along party lines. Only three Democrats cited with the GOP majority. So, there was a lot of controversy around that, too, because that pick, by, you know, law, was to go to Barack Obama, but it was stalled. Now, some argue that the stalling was a necessary evil, believing that the incoming president should make the decision. Uh, Leave that up to the listeners where they decide, but that was a huge controversial issue, stemming from the end of 2016, even through 2017. What would you make of that?
2: I mean I don't I, – I, I follow politics like pretty closely but I also don't understand all of the nuances and how they can do this and how they can not do that and then they have to follow this rule. So to be honest, I don't exactly know how they got away with it as it's being painted uh, but um, – Basically, what the Senate happens. has you to confirm...
1: I mean? The president says, here's who I've nominated. And then the Senate has to confirm it. And it has to be a, enough... I forget, right? You know, you have to get X amount of votes or whatever. And they were basically stalling. Because they have all these kind of tactics to stall. I don't know exactly how they did it in there. But they basically just stalled the votes out until... You know what I mean? Time passed and Obama's out of office. And then the next president comes in. and they But they blatantly outright went out and said... We're going to stall this. We're not going to confirm anybody. That's our number one priority to stall this because we believe the American people voiced their, you know what I mean? Their views on how the world should be based on this presidential election. Right. And that's what, you know, the Supreme court justice that weighs heavy on that. Right. Cause they make a lot of final decisions. And so they were like That's So we're going to stall because that's the thing. But I don't, you know, I don't know. I, my view is, you know, we, Vote a president for a four-year point of term, and whoever's in in that four-year term, you know what I mean? Seems like an easy decision, guys. But whatever. This is the right. this is there's a theme of that. You know, uh, we won't dive into the nitty-gritties of politics in, in, in too many more of these, but a theme of that has really emerged too, where there's just this absolute uh, disregard in politics on both sides to do anything of actual merit or concern. It's all about scheming and plotting against the other side. It's, it's all, all about like a team it, winning. It's an all and outright like here's what we're going to do to screw them over. And everybody goes, "Yeah." yeah. Well, this is so bad. Yeah. Well,
2: it's two teams that have picked uh, it's two teams that have picked a side on each issue and then we as a general public get on the side that we want to root for and that's how this works now.
0: Tim and Tom.
2: Let us not forget about one of the most insane Super Bowls to happen of all time. Went down in February. It was the New England Patriots coming back from the jaws of defeat.
1: Uh, Yeah, they snatched. Well, okay, so I would say the Falcons, right? The Falcons snatched. They snatched the Falcons snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, right? (laughs) is how that is how that really worked out gosh
2: so the new england patriots defeated the atlanta falcons in what was called the most incredible comeback uh victory of all time 34 to 28 over the atlanta falcons first game to go into overtime tom brady your mvp again this was 28 to 3 going into the fourth quarter Mm.
1: and just incredible which i mean that's four scores right you've got to score yeah. four times
2: an average of uh, 111 million people watched the super bowl and they said that it was the greatest super bowl game of all time that's what some were saying i just remember thinking for me i don't know i grew up in the era of michael jordan and the chicago bulls and maybe i was conditioned by how they played but it was never the game was never out of reach for the Chicago bulls in the nineties, oh, like right. they could be down 60 going mm-hmm. into the fourth quarter. And you're like, well, Jordan and Pippen, then yeah. will shut down the star guy. And then Jordan will score all the points. Like that was their, like their ammo, you know what I'm saying? And for some reason, the Patriots who are just the most incredible team in the last decade, going more mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. than 2017, they are just the most incredibly headline driven team. Of all of any of the sports. Yeah. But well, and don't I be surprised thought, if they do it again.
1: They may do it again this well, year. Don't be surprised. Well,
2: what I'm saying is I, I just thought like, okay, well, here comes the Patriots. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Same thing. I just thought it happened because yeah. think about this team. They have, you know, it started with the tuck game for sports fans out there in 2003 mm-hmm. when in a playoff game, Charles Woodson sacks, Tom Brady and fumbles the ball, but I was actually tucked and it was an incomplete pass. Right. So Nah, that doesn't really count. Right. And then you got got uh, – then they lose two Super Bowls off of two amazing catches by the Giants. Yeah. Then you have them win a Super Bowl uh, against the Eagles, and their star wide receiver just happens to break his leg. And then you have another Super Bowl that they win where the Panthers kicker, who's an all-time great, decides to kick it out of bounds, and they start at the 40, go 20 yards, and kick a field goal and win. They just have all these headlines.
1: The Seahawks decide not to run Marshawn Lynch.
2: Yeah, uh, the, the best <laughs> – running back in the league they decide no we're gonna throw it on the one yard line and for some reason they get an interception because it's patriots and that happens and then yeah going into this they were down actually i'm sorry it wasn't 27 it was 25 points it was 28 to 3 in the third quarter and they lose in overtime the falcons that is to the patriots 34 to 28
1: i saw it it was early into it where i just looked at my wife and i was like He's gonna do. It. I was like, he's gonna come back and. Win. And I, I'm of the thing where it's impressive, but I just kind of was like, man. At some point, I would like to see somebody. else. It's you know what I mean. I was, I was looking forward. I was like, this is fun. I get to see Atlanta win this. I haven't seen Atlanta win a Super Bowl, right? I haven't seen what's his name, Matt Ryan. Was that who scored? Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. I was Ice. like, I haven't seen him win a like. I was like, this is gonna be fun. Something new, right? New. So and then no. Oh man, here he comes again. I was like, God, this is gonna he's gonna do it again. I was mm-hmm. just like, it's yeah. gonna happen. It sure as hell yeah. is gonna happen. He did and it. He did. It he was did.
2: incredible.
0: Tim and Tom.
2: The two thousand seventeen World Series champions were the Houston Astros winning their first ever World Series, and going back to a story uh, that we might touch on a little bit later, but uh, winning it for the, again the Houston Astros, Houston going through Hurricane Harvey, it's mm-hmm. so kind of a touching story there where they can kind of come back to the city while they you know pick up their things and and dry off their houses basically, uh, and say well, here's a World Series champion for you. So I mean, there's a little bit of silver lining in that, but obviously your house is more important than some millionaires. Championship, but it was still nice to see that the Houston Astros win. The world series for the first time and then do it the year that the devastation of hurricane harvey goes through so i thought that was pretty cool what'd you think did you like that world series it was an incredible world series them and the dodgers oh they yeah. had two of the best games of all time oh yeah
1: yeah i didn't watch every single game of this like i have in some years prior but yes i did catch some of those just amazing games like the one that went on forever that night i can't remember what how many game, innings.
2: Of- game one was the quickest world series game since 92 so everyone right. got butt hurt in their paintings in a wad and said i don't like this the game's too fast even though that's what the general public has been crying about for for years so they give you the worlds or they they give you the fastest world series game in a decade and then they go so then the second game is the greatest game two of all time home runs galore back and forth back and forth and now we're all happy Go a couple more games, back and forth, back and forth. Game five, another just Mm -hmm. out of this world. What in the heck is going on? Home runs, home runs, this and that. And it goes to game seven. Game seven was kind of a but it was still a game seven. And like I said, the Houston Astros win the World Series.
0: Tim and Tom. I like the
2: mixed martial arts, as I mentioned. I also like the boxing. What went down this year was... Conor McGregor, the UFC 145-pound and 155-pound champion, first man to ever hold two titles at one time in UFC history, going over to boxing to make his pro debut against a then 49-0 Floyd Money Mayweather in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Mm-hmm. This was the greatest defensive boxer versus, at the time, the greatest Mixed martial artist at that weight class, and it went 10 rounds. Floyd Mayweather won by TKO, the second largest, or excuse me, the second biggest pay-per-view of all time in terms of buys, and it was the number one pirated online event in the history of the internet.
1: Insane. And I knew the moment they announced this and booked this, I was like, well, everybody's paying for the the lead up, right? Yeah. yeah, everybody's paying for this. Yeah. And it was fun. There was FU pinstripe suits. There was, I mean, there was just this. Yeah. There was,
2: why do you have a book bag? You can't even read. There was Conor McGregor dance for me. I'm throwing $1 bills at you. There was every F bomb, M bomb, B bomb, L bomb. I don't know. Every letter that had a bomb to it, they said it. (laughs) And a lot of people didn't like that because it kind of goes to the lowest common denominator. Also, a lot of people loved it because that's what you do when you trash talk. So uh, it was what it was. They did a four city or excuse me, five city. Was it four? No, it was a four city tour. Uh, smack talk. To, fest. Yeah, smack talk fest galore. Then they fought in Vegas. I was surprised that Conor McGregor did so well. He actually yeah. uh, lasted 10 rounds and he won three of them. He actually, in my opinion, won Five rounds. Uh, But he gassed at the end. Floyd Mayweather put it on him, uh, was able to stop him. It wasn't a knockout, but it was what it was. And uh, that spectacle went down, something I think 2017 will be remembered for, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather.
0: Tim and Tom.
2: All right, give us another – let's get back into some fun. Give give me a fun news story here.
1: You want a a good, nice – yeah, yeah. Something easy. Officially, as of 2017, off of the endangered species list is the love snow leopard. It.
2: Good. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right? I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah That's, I, I, anytime we can save animals, trees, and resources, we need it because we're producing people like it's stupid. And so we need all the resources. Yep. Love it. I
0: love snow it. leopards. Tim and Tom.
1: So what about the solar eclipse? This happened in August. First total solar eclipse to cross the United States from coast to coast in 99 years.
2: Full disclosure, my girlfriend's mother is a rocket scientist. And so this is like her. So this is like a football fan Super Bowl, right? It's like that big of an event, except for. This Super Bowl only happens once every 99 years. Apparently, it's it's like a Super Bowl on steroids for people who are into science and stars and all of that. So I went to my girlfriend's mother had people like coming in because we're in Kansas City. Uh, they live up north towards the airport, so that was actually prime real estate for the solar eclipse. Uh, they had people renting out some space so that they could be there. They also had family and friends coming in, and I went in as well. And she. I mean, she was breaking down every part, Tim. Like, okay, at, and I don't remember the time, so forgive me. But it was <laughs> sure. like, you know, at 3:02, this is what you see. At 3:06, this is what you see. At 3:09, it's going to be total eclipse, and then for two minutes, it's going to go. For, you know, and she was just into it, and I was into it because of the energy she was giving off, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And it was cloudy. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was that cloudy. Was it, it was, was cloudy. Cool, yeah, but it
2: wasn't. Yeah, it was cloudy. If it was, if it was a beautiful nice day it would have been awesome but i do remember like standing there talking to emily talking to her brother to some uh friends of theirs and then it was nighttime and you heard the birds chirping you heard mm-hmm. all of like the nighttime activities Crickets or whatever come out yeah yeah little... yeah yeah. And then,
1: uh, yeah then it's light again it's yeah crazy. i was at work now we had recently moved up north you know up near you know up above the legends there and so it was prime real estate too i think we had a 99% where we were at or something, but I was actually at work in Olathe. Uh, but they had catered in food and had some treats and stuff and some ice cream out there. And we all stood outside and, and they had, they were going to hand out eclipse glasses. Right. And (laughs) I I think it was like before the weekend before, right. They were like, Hey, we just found out that we can't guarantee that these are whatever the, you know, the guaranteed glass, right. You know, the, the, specification that actually means it's not gonna burn up your eyeballs, right? And they were like, We can't really give these. That'd be a huge liability. You know what I mean? Like we can't sorry. And everybody was like, Oh man, it, like we were counting on that. We didn't go buy any of these, right? So everybody was kinda like, oh no, what are we gonna do? Uh and I didn't really think of that because I hadn't bought anything either. I was just like, oh I was gonna get the ones from work. And then one of our managers of like, you know, I don't want to say like twenty people around us was like, Hey guys, I anticipated a problem. <laughs> He's like, I (laughs) happened to secure a box of eclipse glasses for our team. Come see me. And we were like, you know, and I'll go running in there and getting them. So that was fun. Uh, So, yeah, it was cool. It was a good day at work, you know, get out there and see something that nobody's ever seen before and won't see again.
2: Right. It was like I said, it was really cool. I fed off the energy of all of these people really loving what they were about to see because I honestly – didn't know what I was going to see except for it was going to get dark and then it wasn't going to get a dark kind of that thing. It was amazing. It was fun. I learned some things I learned about, uh, the angle of the earth and why it's going to be here at this time. And then, you know, uh, why it won't be happening again for another X amount of years. So I thought it was great. It was a fun time. It's just, it only, I mean, it, it sucked because it was cloudy. Like if it wasn't cloudy, it's a home run, but it was a solid triple. <laughs>
0: Tim and Tom.
2: There was the massacres in Las Vegas and oh, Texas. Yeah. The Las Vegas shooting was at a country concert. Uh, it was uh, incredible. Fifty nine people were killed. Five hundred were injured. It was the deadliest mass shooting in modern American history. Also, there was a shooting in Texas where a man went into a church and slaughtered basically the entire uh, congregation. It was sad. It was tragic. Each deserves its own you know, remembrance, but I just kind of want to put it together in the sense of this is going to be a hard one to stomach, so let's just kind of rip off the Band-Aid all at once. Uh, so that happened in October And also in November. So October was the Las Vegas shooting. November was the Texas shooting. Uh, And so that was kind of a uh, a monumental occurrence in um, 2017.
1: Yeah, that was intense, man. I just, it's another thing that the Las Vegas one was in really intense because it was the deadliest in what ever. Uh, uh,
2: Yeah, it's the deadliest mass shooting in modern American
1: history. So, yes, but, again, I, I feel like these are – we've become uncomfortably numb to these.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, of course, because before this was the, you know, one that you can't name, and before that was another one you can't name, and then – There's one like, of the ones tweeters. with the
1: kids. One of the ones with the kids, right?
2: Uh, yeah, there's one, one with of the kids. Ones, right? Yeah. It, yeah, and you're saying that, and unfortunately, there's multiple ones with kids, and we can't honestly know exactly which one you're kind of talking about right now. I That's don't sad. know which
1: one I'm talking about. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's Sandy Hook. There is, uh, yeah, there's plenty yeah. of them, which is despicable. But anyhow, so that happened. I, I'm not trying to say anyhow, like whatever, but I'm trying to give it to respect. But also, it sure. was uh, very sad.
0: Tim and Tom
2: give us a, a fun one here yeah, give us a fun one over
1: here. hiv and aids is no longer the leading cause of death in africa that's
2: great right why, why? i mean what happened i don't
1: know see this is this is more <laughs> we're just we're giving you things to google right look it up this all right is, yeah this yeah, is according we all, to
2: we all have our degrees from the yeah. university of
1: google so again, go ahead and get it with that but that's I, great again i don't know if you can select the pictures or if there's any links on this twitter feed here again it's at atkins underscore jacob one
0: tim and tom the
2: charlottesville protest and then all of the outrage and tiki torches and yelling and punching and screaming uh that resulted from that so what were your thoughts on the charlottesville thing kind of in a nutshell without going too crazy
1: my thoughts on the charlottesville thing was uh, at first was shocked at like, man, I can't believe we've gotten a point to where people that feel this angry about their, I'm just going to say racism that they won't even admit to themselves, that they, we've empowered them to get this outwardly aggressive about it. But I also took solace in going, well, if that's what they're packing, I'm pretty sure they're not winning the fight if it breaks out into a into a fist fight in the streets, right? So, right. Eh. You know what I mean? Let them let them rattle their torches a little, I guess. Yeah. Uh I
2: thought it was uh incredible just to see, you know, uh at first I thought it was, you know, there there were some moments of that that I thought were amazing just visually from an outsider's perspective when you saw uh not the night before. It happened on August 12th, but uh The night before when they had the tiki torches, not that night, but the next day when they were going to the uh, Confederate uh, Robert E. Lee statue Uh, that was going to be removed, Mm. Uh, I thought it was really amazing. There were certain aspects or certain times where they're yelling, you will not replace us, and you had people circling them just singing this little light of mine. And just the contrast of the yelling and the hate and the scared and the violence and the and the just rage that they were just spewing, yeah, I guess counteracted by just a group of peaceful people just saying like, "This is we are not allowing that. This is going to be representing the bus." Now, uh... obviously, there was punching and you know, sure, kicking. One person died from being ran over, which was very unfortunate. But it was, it was something I won't. We'll, we'll never forget. Every time yeah. I see a tiki torch at Target, I, right. I think
1: of that now. Yeah, well, and yeah, seeing, you know, several dozen middle management all-stars out there just, you know what I mean, in that get-up, that, like, white polo, khaki pant get-up, I was like, man, this is odd. This took a lot of coordination beforehand, you know, and, and that chant struck me a lot, too, the you will not replace us because everybody has been and continues to say, like, they're not trying to replace you, man. They're just trying to also exist here in the same spot. That's the thing you seem to actually have a problem with, but yeah. I, you know what I mean like I don't get it I, oh yeah, that's that one I didn't I was worried about things getting worse, but they quickly died. you know what I mean that kind of quickly sizzled out, and I'm kind of glad it did
2: right I mean, there's definitely you know. As far as the issues that were talked about, there's still going to be racism. There's still going to be, you know, uh, prejudice, things like that. But yeah, like you said, the day, it it was confined to a day or two. It wasn't like a long, drawn out month or riots, things like that. It was more just a two day get through it, you know, rip the band aid off, as I said once before. And then now we can address the the conversations that we're talking about. So uh, Charlottesville was another 2017 thing. (laughs)
0: tim and tom
1: give us another fun one honeybee populations have increased by 27 percent, and researchers have also found an insecticide that does not kill bees
2: yes love right. bees get stung by them right makes you feel great <laughs> right yeah
1: well,
2: well but the thing honey. is I love but honey. the thing
1: is uh so much of the ecosystem was relying on the bees it was another thing scientists were getting really scared about like They were like, we almost immediately need to figure out what it is, and then we have no choice. But once we figure it out, no matter what that means, implications for our lives, we've got to stop it, right? Because there was some theory that maybe it was cellular. thing, You know what I mean? They were like, we are going to die if the bees die, right? They were like, this is not going to go well for us. Yeah, so hopefully things are making a turn for the better there. Definitely. Love them bees. More bees. More honey.
0: Tim and Tom.
1: O.J. Simpson was released on parole from a Nevada prison after serving nine years on charges including kidnapping, robbery, and assault with a deadly weapon. That happened October 1st.
2: Isn't that fascinating of like how much of an icon culturally he is? Uh-huh. Like I just find him fascinating. I mean I think he's a scumbag and I totally think he did it sure. oh, both yeah, times. Yeah. I think, oh, I think yeah. he murdered of the people and i think he totally was trying to strong on that guy for his stuff back oh, yeah, and absolutely. rob him. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. anyhow but i just find him so fascinating in the sense that like there's so much like that was a huge story like that was oh, yeah. literally competing with the headlines of the las vegas shooting that happened on the same, same day, day. Yep. yeah and i had my birthday is on october 2nd so i always take the day off and just enjoy myself and i remember just driving around and you know, going to my destinations. And those were like the two competing story or like headlines. And I was like, how is OJ still a thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you is still? a headline? Still Go a yeah. you, you've done enough bad. I don't want to see you anymore.
0: Tim and Tom. Hurricane
2: Harvey. And then there was also hurricane Irma hurricane Harvey hitting uh, the state of Texas hurricane Irma, basically taking out uh, the Dominican Republic and also hitting up uh, some parts of Florida. Harvey, you know, was definitely devastating and a lot of people lost their belongings. Some people lost their life, slowly getting back on their feet. You know, they're starting to recover. Unfortunately, Irma took out the entire island of the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And they're still, as of recording, 99 days without power. That is just mind boggling that that's how they're going to end their 2017. But uh, yeah. So the hurricanes were definitely a headline in 2017, Irma and Harvey,
0: Tim and Tom.
1: Always. When we look back at the end of a year, we always look back at stars who died, right? There were some famous mm-hmm. ones I've got. This is msn.com's 20 of the brightest stars who died. So if somebody didn't make your list, Sorry, let us know at Tim and Tom KC on all of the social medias is where you can find us. We don't mean to exclude anybody. This is just MSN's list. We'll start off with Mary Tyler Moore. Did you ever watch that show, like Nick and I? Oh, yeah. And Dick Van Dyke's show. I was a big fan. Cardio pulmonary arrest at the age of 80. I
2: totally forgot about that. Man, that sucks.
1: Seven-time Emmy uh, award winner. That's impressive. Yeah, she was great.
2: She was like the first, like all-American, girl-next-door, we-love-her-identify-with-her type of star. She um, was the, um,
1: if I remember correctly, were they the first, did they share the same bed? I can't remember, like the, the Dick Van Dyke family, like... They shared yes. the same bed. They were like the first yeah. sitcom family to Dick sleep in a bed. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was Dick Van Dyke, not Mary yep. Tyler Moore. Right. Yes, they were right. the
1: first family. Well, they did the Mary Tyler Moore couple. show, but she was she was the wife on the Dick Van Dyke show. It was Mary Tyler Moore right? Right. right. Yep. So, um, yeah, I loved both of those shows on the Nick at Night growing up. The Capri pants that she wore on though, on there was a big staple of the time frame. Yeah, she was a big big influence. Don Rickles, the insult comic. Lovingly and sarcastically dubbed Mr. Warmth spent 90 years teasing or tearing into everyone from Frank Sinatra to Woody the Cowboy in his Toy Story role as Mr. Potato Head. Don Rickles is the mecca of what, what we call ball busting, right? Uh, if you think of the roast, the insult comics, you think of Jeff Ross, right? If you think of Triumph the Insult comic dog, it's all Don Rickles, right? Like it, that's the mold that that seemingly came from. He's my favorite. I love ah, him. he was great. He's the best. But and he always had this like full of life, fun smile as he's doing it. Right. <laughs> Nobody could hear him say the worst thing about them and not laugh and smile with him because he was just so charismatic and yeah, so engaging. He had the, some of
2: the best quick one liners ever. I remember when Frank Sinatra tried to come at him and he came back right at him and he said, "What's that look on your face? Would you come out sideways?" Like, that's yeah, just yeah. amazing that you yeah. just be that quick. Yeah. And, you know, he had, he had the amazing story where he's uh, having dinner with a girl. And then he asked Frank Sinatra, who's having dinner at another t- table that come by and say hi to impress this girl. Frank says, yes. Frank then is done with dinner. They're still having dinner. Uh, Don Rickles in his date. Frank comes over. He goes, Don, it's great to see you. Don Rickles goes, Frank, get out of here. Can't you see him on a date? And it's just, you told the the most powerful man in Hollywood at the time to get out of here because you're on a date, just so that you could show up the most famous man in Hollywood for your date. It's amazing. He's the best. I love him. He's the best.
1: Also, Chuck Berry, one of rock and roll's main architects, Berry, who died at ninety, may be best known today for "Johnny B. Good" and an off-screen "Back to the Future" cameo.
2: Yeah, Chuck Berry had a uh, interesting up and down life because you know he also did some some crazy, dirty things that we won't get into. But uh, he was definitely one of the founders of rock. Obviously, um, one of those great new sounds at the time that you know influenced so many others, including Elvis and. Like those uh, after him. Oh was yeah, really lasting lasting he was really musical.
1: Music. Yeah, lasting musical influence to this day. Also, Bill Paxton. This one came out of nowhere. Complications from a heart surgery took this beloved star, a stalwart in James Cameron films and HBO's Big Love, died at the age of sixty-one.
2: Yeah, I actually heard his last interview. Uh, I listened to a uh, sports uh, radio show out of Miami called the Dan Lebatard Show, and he was on there to promote his show, and then legitimately two days later dead
1: Uh, sucked it's weird tom petty perhaps no 2017 death hit harder than the sudden loss of the quintessential california rocker who was struck down by cardiac arrest at the age of 66
2: who doesn't love tom petty if you don't love tom petty you don't love happiness and just great vibes he was the man at playing three chords making it all sound great Having fun, loving life. Love, love, love.
1: Nobody plays the same song 71 ways better than Tom Petty, but you know that, but you love that same song 71 different ways. Yeah, it was amazing. amazing. He was
2: so good. And what was cool is he was a different type of artist during a time when it was bigger and better, and Elton John now has, you know, uh, a boa on or you had queen doing stadium shows with all this stuff and he was just like no i'm doing my yeah. bread and butter and you're gonna like this bread and butter
1: he was like the gen x version of a beatnik when he i mean he's just kind of like love yeah. it i love tom petty music this one also hit you hard chester bennington the lincoln park lead singer inspired an outpouring of grief and a tough conversation about mental illness addiction and suicide when he died at 41
2: Yeah, died of a suicide, unfortunately. Uh, Growing up in high school, that was the soundtrack of my everyday life. Uh, I had a deep connection with Linkin Park. I remember going in a snowstorm in January, going from Kansas City to the United Center in Chicago, snow up to our eyeballs It felt like colder than I've ever felt in my life, and making it to that concert and then just giving it everything I had. And what was amazing is he gave everything back, to us with the conditions that it was Because he could have easily just said Here's the song and I'm out because this weather sucks But he didn't he gave it all he had It's one of my favorite concerts And experiences of my life To be honest with you And it was just so moving And From that day forward I was always a Lincoln Park guy uh, Even before this tragic news I was still you know listening to Lincoln Park During workouts and things like that And it was super sad great voice I think one of the best rock Voices of all time Uh, And, yeah, super sad that he uh, took his own life.
1: Another iconic name, Hugh Hefner, innovator, iconoclast, branding genius, chauvinist, sexual liberator, regressive thinker. The man who created Playboy was all those things and more. He died in September at the age of 91.
2: And he died on hump day.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Go figure. Certainly a controversial figure. Definitely. Nobody else like Hugh Hefner, but Hugh Hefner.
2: I think it was amazing. His impact on society. He made sex a conversation that anyone could have. You know what I mean? That's true. Before Playboy, before Playboy, you didn't talk about sex anywhere, right? Like, like we were saying Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore were sleeping in separate beds. So it was like, you don't do this. And here comes this guy in a robe and a cigar and a pipe or whatever it was and saying right. like, no, we're going to talk about this and you're going to look at it too. And it was, I mean, he didn't get graphic like a uh, hustler, but right. he said, this is what a woman looks like. You're going to like it. And you're going to like it for a long time. And guess what? Society said, yes, we will. And, Yeah, his impact will be felt forever just because of what he did to society, saying, like, sex and women and nudity is Right, It's fine. Some people hate it, obviously. But, you know, some people were woke, as they say now, and that just started a revolution. So I think his impact is going to be felt for decades and decades to come.
1: Jerry Lewis died at 91, one of the most popular entertainers of his day, with or without Dean Martin by his side. Yeah. What another- I always
2: think of his uh, fundraisers because of the age I am. I always think of those fundraisers late at night that he would have. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's what I always think of. And obviously, yeah, he was a hilarious comedian with Dean Martin, part of the Rat Pack. Him and Don Rickles kind of in the same circles. Yeah. I thought he was awesome.
1: Chris Cornell, two months before his friend Chester Bennington's Suicide Cornell, a grunge legend whose vocals led both Soundgarden and Audioslave, took his own life at the age of 52.
2: I think we'd be saying the same thing that we said about Chester as far as it's sad that, you know, a suicide took place, but unfortunately it can I, did.
1: Can I tell you a weird story that sounds bad when, when you're discussing the man's death?
2: I mean, you're going to do it, so yeah, go ahead. You can't tease that.
1: So, the day before his death, I was having a conversation with somebody about Rage Against the Machine.
0: Love Rage Against the Machine. And yeah,
1: one of my favorite bands of all time, if probably not the favorite, right? Loved and I said, yeah. And then they turned into Audio Slave, one of the worst things I'd ever listened to in my life, right? And they were like, really? What? You don't like the Audio Slave? And I was like, no, man, I don't like it at all. And I was like, you know, I just think maybe I don't like it because I was like, maybe I don't like how Chris Cornell sounds on it. And then they were like, well, did you like Soundgarden? And I went, no, I didn't like that either. And I was like, huh, maybe I just don't like Chris Cornell. And then the next day, the guy died. And I was like, no, I killed Chris Cornell. <laughs>
2: What a jerk! <laughs> you know what? A just like
1: jerk. Just like I cursed the Chiefs by claiming uh, they were going to have a Super Bowl victory, I, I killed Chris Cornell. No, and that is sad. Again, too. Another thing where suicide is always—you always left wondering, like, man, what? Uh, what are we not doing to help? David Cassidy, a teen idol, turned successful solo artist and actor. The one-time Partridge family breakout announced in February that he was suffering from dementia. He died in November. He was
2: an icon. Oh, he, yeah, man. that teen bop before there was NSYNC, before there was Backstreet Boys, before there was uh, New Kids on the Block. Man, he and his Partridge family were killing it.
1: That was it. Greg Allman, the Allman Brothers band, frontman, decorated solo artist, and one-time husband of Cher, died of complications from liver cancer at 69.
2: I'll tell you something about the Allman Brothers that I always think of anytime I hear uh, about an Allman Brother passing or their, their music. Rolling Stone put out their 100 greatest guitarist. Four of the top ten were the Allman
1: Brothers. Wow. Okay?
2: Yeah. You want to listen to some good music, you listen to the Allman Brothers.
1: Martin Landau, the Oscar winner, indelibly played Bella Lugosi in Tim Burton's Ed Wood and racked up close to 200 credits before he died at the age of 89. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. That is. Good night. A busy worker there. George A. Romero, uh, who died at 77, to thank. uh, We have him to thank for the invention of the modern zombie, as well as the birth of the modern horror, courtesy of his Night of the Living Dead.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah, for any of uh, the scary movie fans, that was a big hit. I am not one of them. I know Emily definitely is.
1: Oh really? yeah but yeah. if
2: you like scary movies then you knew him
1: Adam West star of the Campy 60s Batman TV series built a second career on making fun of his first and won legions of fans for his trouble he died at 88. yeah he did work off of basically making fun of being Batman for like the rem- for longer than he was Batman yeah but he made that money he was great I loved him He was like remember me I was Batman wasn't that stupid? And everybody's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then he just made a bunch of money. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, how can we figure out?
2: Yeah. How can we figure out to do that for sure?
1: So that was the 20 biggest names that died uh, according to MSN this year. We skipped a couple because I couldn't pronounce the names and just flat out didn't know who they were. So
0: we hit the highlights. Tim and Tom.
2: Do you got one last good one? And then I'll end on a good one too.
1: Oh, we've got a couple of good ones. I think. Hit me with them. We've got a shoe company in Argentina is now making shoes from recycled tires and employs only women from rural areas. Love it. Conservationists agreed to plant 73 million trees over the next six years in the Amazon rainforest. New Zealand's next prime minister wants to plant 100 million trees next year. Awesome. Do it in Trump's name. Even though it doesn't seem like it, crime has decreased by 2.7% this year. Love it child labor rates have declined by half since 2000. Love it. Those are some good stories of 2017.
0: Tim and Tom. The hashtag Me Too movement. Yeah.
2: So I think it really kickstarted though in February or excuse me, in the inauguration after Trump was put in as our 45th president, you saw the march of women yeah. across almost every major city in America, even across the world in places like Paris and places like London of Women saying we will be heard. This is not acceptable. We don't appreciate the tone of voice, the the words that are being used by the new president of the United States. And that was really a, a step back, at least for me. I, I honestly I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive that all of these women would go out and just mm-hmm. take part in a in a rally that says, you know, I will be heard. And then that goes into early October when the New York Times and the New York and the New Yorker. Uh, revealed the whole sexual assault and sexual harassment of Harvey Weinstein that then snowballed into Louis C.K., Matt Lauer, Ryan Seacrest at one time was named Kevin
1: Spacey. Kevin Spacey, Uh, yeah. Weinstein is the big one, I think, that'll stick out. That'll be the one that White? everybody remembers. Yeah. Louis C.K. will be a big one that everybody remembers and as the, a domino and Matt Lauer. Yeah. I think those will be the three biggest ones that people remember. Right. Spacey. Spacey was a big one. I mean, jeez! Everybody yeah, loved was, Kevin Spacey. Nobody was like, well, uh, "I hate Kevin Spacey," except you know, well, you know that fourteen, you know that guy. Uh, yeah. he, he probably didn't like him at all. Anybody else that he, I guess, but you get what I mean. In the general public's eye, so that one came as a shock to everyone.
2: And Kevin Spacey, just to clarify for people who aren't familiar, that was uh, on a on a boy. That wasn't on a woman, but it was still the Me Too movement of we're not going to let sexual harassment, we're not going to let sexual assault. Be a thing that defines us, we're going to speak out, and I really think you know that news story and the first one to speak up uh, against Harvey Weinstein kind of got that snowball rolling. And now, you know, such a powerful man that held uh, his position over so many women is now gone and exercised out of that community. And then people like Louis C.K. is out, and then people like Matt Lauer is out, and so I, th- I think it was really uh, a great. Unfortunately, they had to do it from being harassed and assaulted. But I thought it was a great thing in 2017 that you saw women saying like, hey, enough's enough and it's time for a change. Like I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. And that was great. So I thought that was kind of the story of the year for me, as you saw from inauguration to the end of the the year, women saying like, we've had it. We're done. Stop doing this to us. We are equals. We deserve to be treated as equals. Let's get to it and stop abusing us. So I thought it was great. I, I Again, agree. Yeah. I, I think it's sad that they had to do it, but I think it's it's a positive step in the right direction to speak up and then let your voice be heard
1: yeah and i can't say much more that wouldn't just be echoing it i mean I, I my uh realtor here a good friend of ours who i've mentioned that before went to dc and did that wore the got the hat and everything you know what i mean went and did the whole thing so she told us some stories about that and that was fun glad that uh as far as the um you know the women's march after the inauguration the me too was yeah and still to this day is still going on i mean even and like you said even some males sneaking there. terry cruz famously Mm -hmm. is out there saying that so yeah that was good and you know 2017 i think we are seeing a little bit of turn of the tide of people recognizing that okay man you know at some point we've got to be nice to each other and we've got to you know what i mean yes we've also everybody's realized we've got to stand up to some things but also like you know if we don't we're going to turn into tiki torch waving you know brawlers here so what do we you know what i mean let's calm down and figure this out so i feel like it's improving a little bit Uh, progress is slow in that regard though. So hopefully, uh, 2018, will continue some of that.
0: Tim and Tom.
1: All right. So 2017, I think we summed it up pretty well. We're moving forward in 2018. We've got more exciting stuff coming up. We're going to talk to the roastery. We know that a local band that we're excited to talk about. Uh, we've got some things to Square oh, away. we got some
2: good food to talk about with Jaspers, and so that's coming up. We've uh, that's just a tease, as they say, and I've said before. So we've got a lot of great guests talking Kansas City, all different types, music, food, uh, drinking, all of it. And so that's what we got planned for you. Uh we did have an extra long segment there talking about all the events or excuse me, all the uh happenings and headlines. And so we're gonna leave it with that as this year closes. And then we'll come back at you 2018 with a fresh new uh, set of topics, uh, keep you up to date on what we're doing, and also some fun events in that new year 2018. Till then, I'm going to give you a fun fact, because you know why? You love fun facts. Here it is. Statistically, women with a 4.0 GPA make less than men with a 2.5 GPA.
0: Tim, and Tom.